<laughs> we have a, a sound effect board. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> David Popovich, man, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've, I've been busy since I got home with, uh, with relaxing and uh, sleeping and eating good. Yeah. Really? Relaxing? Like, how do you relax as a Romanian coming home to Romania? Is that possible? Um, I guess so, because um, I, I just got home yesterday, and today was uh, my only schedule was get a haircut and uh, swim. And so what, what I've been busy with, like people taking pictures, and uh, that was all in between. Mm. So, yeah, it was uh, good managing. And uh, tomorrow, the only thing that's left is, I guess, uh, make some of the luggage and uh, make sure to get good rest. And have a massage. Yeah. Good idea. Listen, I think your I think your coach just joined the chat. Adrian, is that is is he out there? We, he should be in this chat with us. But uh congratulations to Adrian. Uh how do you pronounce his last name? Radulescu? Radulescu. Yeah, okay. basically. Okay. Is well, he there? Yeah. Uh, is that him? I, I didn't know I didn't know he'd uh, he'd join. Well, listen, I need him on here as well because I've got to pick his brain, but um uh, look, we, we talked after the World Championships, and you had a phenomenal championship. But but then you decide to go to the European Championships, and I think to myself, okay, it's, it's the end of a long summer. He he just swam exceptionally well. He 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 wins world titles. But then you go to another level, dude. What the hell? I mean, how do you take from what you did at the Worlds a couple of weeks later? And then go to a whole nother level, including breaking this world record that many people thought could not be broken because it was a suit world record, right? Like that's the talk. How'd you get better? What I think I did different from last year, except uh, obviously the better training and uh, being uh, more prepared. I think what I did completely different from last year in terms of uh, having back-to-back -back competitions because last year I had uh, European juniors and then the Olympics mm -hmm. and this year I have four of them uh, these Europeans being the third ones what was completely different is the fact that I never really put any pressure on myself and my expectations for this meet like my own expectations were uh, were simply okay let's do it it's not like I'm feeling the absolute best in training but I know that once I get there and I get hyped up, I'm going to be just fine. And so heading uh, from an, ex an exceptional meet in Budapest to this one in Rome, it was uh, simply I went blank. I had no other exterior factors such as social media or really anything else. I just said to myself, okay, let's do what I know best and hopefully it'll be fast as well. So that was really basically all I did. And like I said, it was different from last year. It was uh, like at the Olympics, I went, I want to get a final. I was very excited. I want to get a, the best result uh, as possible. Here I went with the thought of mind that even if I don't win, like I just became a double world champion. I'm going to Europeans. Even if I don't win and someone beats me, um, I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good way to take pressure off yourself. But there's also this... Uh, idea of of the world record which which comes about um, I do want to touch on something though this, this idea of stoicism I saw some you know information uh, of, of some presentation that your coach put put out a few months ago and he was talking about Marcus Aurelius he was talking about Seneca these these philosophers from you know 2000 years ago and how that applies to 
in the things you do in practice, the things you train and, and the way that you and him grow together. How, how does he use philosophy to create this young man that you are? Well, my first uh, interaction with uh, stoicism was through my coach, Adrian, uh, when I was younger. Um, it was, uh, I mean, he, he quickly realized that it could really help me and in, in training and basically in everyday life. Because once you get to a certain level, you have to do anything, uh, even extra things you do in your own life. Uh, you have to make them all towards your biggest goal, which is for me swimming. Uh, and so he included uh, stoicism and taught me a little about it. Uh, he kept sending me videos, uh, buying me uh, books about it, sending me quotes and stuff. And so it kind of grew on me, this idea and uh, the, the actual philosophies and the lessons they teach and the stories they tell. And uh, I think I think it's it's one of the best ways to to um, I don't know, to just live a live a life and live live a good uh, uh, athletic life, because mm. you can really base yourself on those principles. Mm. So yeah, it's uh, props to him. Props to him, absolutely, but it's also obvious that it's having a huge effect on you. The type of person you are, the way you speak, the way you carry yourself. You know, um, I had people at the meet who were telling me that you were clapping for your competitors as they were being introduced before the finals, before you raced them. You know, like the, the type of man you, you, you are is, is, is remarkable. Yeah, because I love sport and uh, sport is all about fair play. It's about respect. And it's about uh, fear and it's about pain and it's about friendship. It's about everything combined. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, clapping for my competitors while, while they're presenting. I mean, it wasn't anything uh, arrogant. It was, just, uh, it was just me wanting to wish them luck, yeah, basically. Yeah. A um, couple of things I, I asked my audience, the people that listen to me, what they would want to talk about. James Gibson reached out to me and said that he's interested in your 100 race strategy, maybe some things that you had planned on doing for this 100 and maybe some things that worked, if, if you wouldn't mind sharing a couple. Obviously, I have a connection, a previous connection to this world record. So I had the same similar mindset when I was trying to figure out how to get this world record for Caesar and I and then and then actually put it together and and then I presented on things that work for us. So there's obviously, for me, when you were going through the process of the summer, you're experimenting with the front end speed and the back end speed and the, and the speed play. It seemed to me that you really put it all together in the final where you were in con complete control the whole time. Is this correct? Yeah, it's, it is really about, uh, all about control and about uh, being 100% aware of what you can do and putting it all together because it's one thing being aware of it and it's one thing actually doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and so what the strategy was uh, kind of to put it in very light and simple terms, it was uh, have a very fast, easy speed mm -hmm. on the first 50 because that's something I'm really good at uh, and something we practice a lot on uh, easy speed. And so if, uh, if I manage to have uh, some very good easy speed, then I'm going to have energy for the second 50. And as we all know, that's my, my specialty. And uh, yeah, I don't think there's really anyone who can beat me on the second 50. So if I'm fast enough on the first one, then I'm absolutely going to run uh, 
I'm, I'm, run, I'm yeah. going to run for a second 15. You use this term easy speed. We know what it means, a lot of us in the swimming world. But for those that don't fully understand it, you went out in the same split at the World Championships, 22-7, I believe, as, as you did at the Europeans, came home um, slower at Worlds and came home faster at Europeans and breaks the world record. Because to me, it looked like you, you figured the easy speed part out. Even though the time was exactly the same on the front end, it looked a lot easier at Europeans, which then enabled you to get home. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah, we, we really just managed to put it together. And um, what was, again, uh, as I was talking earlier, a little bit different than from how I um, approach other... Um, other races and at the, such important meets as this one, I, um, for example, look in the in the hundred free from worlds, uh, I did uh, very good in the qualifiers. I mm -hmm. did uh, exceptional in the semifinals, but then in the final something happened, and uh, I was a little stressed. I was a little stressed, and I couldn't manage to go a faster time than in the semifinals uh, in the final at worlds. I still won, but it was a very hard race to win. Um, and so I tried doing something different. I tried, we tried together thinking what went wrong? What can we change? And I realized that I'm going to try and have to be more relaxed, basically just force myself into being uh, in a better state of mind, in a more peaceful state of mind. Because uh, before I started the final uh, 100 free at Worlds, I was uh, hyping myself up like I wasn't myself at all. Like I was feeling confident. I was looking around. I knew the pressure. I knew the people watching at home and everything. Um, but for uh, this world record race and the uh, preparation for it, it was uh, simply whatever happens, happens, and it will happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I have nothing to worry about because uh, as uh, much scared I am of... Uh, or as scared, uh, how do you, what do you call it? Um, I was like, I was scared of my competitors. You always are. Like mm -hmm. you think, well, what can they do? Like those thoughts can come to mind. Mm -hmm. So if you minimize those, and then I thought to myself, okay, they might be scared of me, but uh, they, I might be scared of them a little, but uh, they must be extremely scared of me. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's again, a little thing that helps. Because like I said, even though sport is about friendship and respect and everything, uh, and you can be very good friends outside the water, once you get in there, it's who's the hungriest, who's the hungriest and who wants to win more. And who is a little bit more prepared than the others. Mm -hmm. And we are very prepared because we worked a lot. And it's, uh, it's something we really like, uh, this hundred as well. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. What, what's going on in Romania with the lights back there? Everything's... <laughs> yeah, well, uh, my dad came home and he's trying to uh, be silent. He's trying to be a ninja, but... Uh... <laughs> That's okay. You look good. I can still see your face fine. And um, listen, uh, look, a few weeks ago, you were the fastest swimmer in the world. Today, you're the fastest swimmer in history, right? There's a big jump between that and that. Now, people, people respected you. Now they're going to study you, right? And so we're all, this, this question of body type came up. Now that you're the fastest in history, people are calling you skinny legend, or maybe you, maybe you called yourself skinny legend, I think. So might how do you been. feel about, what? I might have. Yeah, I think, I think you did in, in an interview, you called yourself skinny legend. So 
I mean, how do you feel about your body? Uh, you know, what's your own body image? And because you're, you're racing men, you're a 17 year old, but you're racing men and they're very muscular. They're very strong. They're trained in the gym very, very hard. So these are your competitors. So in terms of your own body image and the way you feel about yourself and now becoming the, the greatest, fastest swimmer in history, what does that mean for you? I think uh, in terms of body type, it's it's that's how I think swimming is and my whole team thinks and knows. I think uh, swimming as fast as possible is uh, is sort of uh, finding, start fighting, uh, fighting. Sorry, I'm dyslexic sometimes at points. <laughs> It's about finding an, uh, a balance and an equilibrium uh, in between being as efficient and powerful as possible, but still not having to carry that much muscle with you. Because mm -hmm. the bigger you are, the more energy you're gonna uh, you're gonna burn. And so, if you manage to be strong enough and uh, lean enough, then you're good. And uh, so, I think my genetics helped me a little. Mm -hmm. Mother Nature did help me a little. Uh, but it's what it's what we do in the gym, what we do in the water, um, how we connect these things with nutrition and sleep and everything. Because um, there's not that many factors uh, at the base of doing something very good, but you have to follow them regular, uh, religiously, mm -hmm. um, almost. So it's how we connect all all these things together, and uh, we work towards an end goal that we all know and that we all share and that is uh that is common mm -hmm. is it possible to turn the light back on in the background or not i think yeah I think someone's, someone said uh, it's too dark thanks i appreciate it <laughs> thank you now listen um so now you're at a point where you're the fastest man in history and you're going to start to question how do i get better thank you um obviously we all we all think that all the time right but now now you're thinking to yourself well how do i improve and so the, the, the natural questions will be and maybe maybe the natural tendencies will be do i need to get stronger or do i stay this the, the way i am i mean in your mind and the way your coach is thinking today are you thinking stay the same or are you thinking i need to maybe possibly in the future get stronger you know what i i i don't think uh, neither of those things i don't think that i need to stay like this in order to maintain being successful and uh, getting better mm -hmm. but at the same time i don't think uh, i have to get bigger or i have to get leaner or anything like that mm -hmm. i just uh, want to get uh, i just try to live in the moment let uh, my experts uh, figure out what should happen mm -hmm. that as in my coaches and uh, people who know more about the body than me um and i'm letting them do the work i'm that work then I'm gonna put it in, uh, put it into play, and I'm just letting it all happen. If uh, if they want to change something about the way I look, or, or not the way I look, but the way I uh, train, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they're gonna do it. I trust them completely um, because that's a, an, an extremely important thing in uh, in the team, uh, trusting because otherwise you can't get uh, further yeah. and further and better. And so uh, I'm just doing myself. I'm not uh, thinking I'm too light or too heavy, too uh, strong, too skinny or tall. Um, I don't care if I get three centimeters bigger or I stay the same or if I put 20 more kilos of muscles on me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to try and perfect my technique in, uh, in the way of adapting to how my body grows. 
Mm. God damn it, man. Why are you so intelligent? And, and, and so I just like, uh, I mean, this usually takes years of experience and, and knowledge to kind of get to the point. I, I mean, I'm talking to a 17 year old. I, I really wouldn't put it, um, not to not praise myself, but, uh, it's sort of, I think of it not more as intelligence. Of course, there's a pinch of that as well. Otherwise it wouldn't work that well. But I think it's uh, really just uh, very good awareness of mm -hmm. how I feel, what I eat, how it enters my body, uh, and how I can turn everything that comes into play and into my life, how I can turn it and uh, put it towards one straight goal. And that uh, was to become the best in history. That already happened, fastest in history. I'm not going to say I'm the best. I'm just the fastest in one event yet. Not to go too hard on myself, but... I really want to get uh, to very, I have, we have very big plans mm -hmm. and uh, the future looks very exciting. And this is a very good, uh, it's not the first step because yeah, there, there have been a lot of things happening, but uh, it's a really good step towards uh, becoming even better striving for, uh, for perfection. One which mm -hmm. we will never meet, but towards we can strive against, uh, towards. Talk to me about this 400. How was the experience with that? What were you trying to get out of it? Um, why, did, why did you end up pulling out of the final as well? Well, the, the goal and the objective uh, of this 400 in, uh, in this meet was uh, really and just straight, up, straight to the point, get to um, do a 400, something new for me, in a big event and see how it feels. Um, it, it was... Uh, like not even in the 100 or the 200, we had uh, uh, thought of, okay, we want to get medals. We want to come back with as much gold or as possible. But we knew I, we could win. Right? Mm -hmm. There was no doubt in our minds. Mm -hmm. um, with the 400, there wasn't even that. Like, let's just swim. Uh, I want to see how I feel and how I, uh, how I am around uh, better people than me in a new event which mm. is a challenge in itself. And um, I did it in the morning, but then uh, we realized and we came to the wise conclusion, I'd say, of pulling out uh, because uh, I don't want to push myself. We don't want to push myself uh, too much. And so it was really a, a means to an end of conserving my energy and um, getting to come home to two days of rest and then... Uh, living for a hard meet on the other side of the world without feeling too exhausted. So it was really just to prevent and to, um, like, we did what we wanted. We did a 400 in a good event. It would have been nice to, uh, mm. to race against uh, the people as well. Mm. But uh, it was really just not the case for the moment. And uh, it was uh, truly the best decision to, to go with the flow, just uh, make sure uh i don't get to the point of burning out do you see these events like the 50 and the 400 as like the 50 i, I play with my speed and the 400 i play with my endurance which is then going to help me both for the 100 and 200 is that or do you see them as new events for you that you want to fully focus on no i exclusively see them as new events i, I never thought of them helping me i think the 50 would really help me in the 100 more but i've never thought of the 400 uh, sort of using it uh, and getting good at it to help myself in the other events. It's, uh, it's a weird event. 
you have to pace it out uh, extremely differently than from the 200 because I can't even compare it to the 100. They're way more different. Mm. Um, and so uh, whenever I learn pacing it and um, having the control I have in the other events, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to keep trying. And uh, whenever time is right, because we are in absolutely no rush, we're very patient. When time is right, uh, I'm going to try it again. And yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe get better. And then what, what about this 200 then? Uh, where, where are you sitting with that right now? This, this is one of those world records where, where people have said this could possibly be the hardest world record on the books. It's, it's almost impossible to break for anybody who, who's not wearing a super suit or whatever. And, you know, that, that's been the talk. In your mind, you, you pulled up real close on this thing and, and are, getting, are getting right on top of it now. So are you feeling like this thing can be broken soon or is this I, I don't know what are you thinking about the 200 um if you if you were gonna ask me when i was at worlds about the 100 world record uh, and if i think it's gonna be broken soon i uh, would have said that i think it's completely possible but uh i don't want to say if it can mm. be broken soon mm. uh, what can i say about the, the 200 world record is uh it's definitely harder or at least in my opinion and it's subjective subjective in my opinion it's uh, way harder than the hundred one mm. um it's a it's a freak world record it's that good and there's mm. it has its own category this mm. one the 400 the 800 one especially uh the 4 am i think these mm -hmm. ones uh, sit in the top um and so if I can think it, if I think it's possible, absolutely, of course, and I'm gonna get to the bottom of it one one day. But uh, to tell you how soon, that's gonna be a very long shot mm. uh, for me to say because um, I wasn't expecting to break the world record at Rome, and uh, I'm not expecting to break this one on the first meet just because uh, I'm not. I don't need to do that that quick. Mm. I can leave it uh, boiling. Or just a little bit more good idea yeah leave it leave us in suspense like this interview we're a little late i was so nervous i forgot to send you the link so i'm sitting here waiting for you to turn up and i that's how nervous i was but i was actually thinking of changing the name of the of the podcast to inside with david popovich because i'm it's like your fan club now so <laughs> um what else was i going to see were you just knighted by the president in romania is that what happened if i was what sorry knighted did you get knighted Oh I'm yeah, I'm a knight. <laughs> I'm a knight right now. I am <laughs> Sir David. No, I'm, I'm not sound. It's not like in England, I think. Uh, like what does Anthony it mean? Hopkins. Like, I'm yeah, not like yeah. Anthony Hopkins having to be referred to as uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins. I'm yeah. David. But uh, yeah, me and uh, I think my coach as well also got knighted. I, I don't remember at this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I did get knighted, and now I uh, I have this. In my portfolio, I'm a knight. It's it's the biggest um, uh, like the the thing we got for it. I don't know how it's called in English. It's called the Star of Romania, Stała Romaniei, mm. and it's the biggest distinction possible give, given by the state to someone, wow. be it an athlete or uh, I don't know a hero or anything like that. So uh, yeah, we're knights. Wow, wild! That's awesome, fantastic. Yeah, I love that, it. That, that's, that's David. a cool thing. I mean, it's yeah. a cool thing, and we were extremely honored by it. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, tell me this. Look, people are going to study you, like I said, and, and there are a lot of kids watching this and listening to this. There's a lot of coaches and, and parents maybe. What do you do on a daily basis that everybody can do? What do you do well on a daily basis that anybody can do? No, apart from your talent and your skill and your genetic gifts, I mean, what are the things when David wakes up, Sir David wakes up and says, these are the things I'm going to do well today. What are they? Well, starting off with the, the studying thing you said, I want people to make a case study out of me because I think uh, uh, they can study a sort of a new way or unusual way of sprinting, skinny sprinting, like my, like my coach said. <laughs> Uh, and so it's it's a different thing. Uh, people can get better than me if they manage to study me well. I guess. I mean, that's how studying works. Um, but what I what I do well on a on a daily basis? Let me let me think. I apart of apart from really just getting to training and eating well and doing so all sort of sorts of things well and towards one goal. What I do well is, is uh, or apart from anyone, or differently, is uh, I think I'm very disciplined, and I I think mm. at all times almost if I'm not on a holiday about what I want to achieve. Whenever I I get discouraged by anything or I feel a little a little bit down, because it can happen. You've had a rough night or you couldn't sleep or something bad happened. I can almost immediately switch on turn off any negative thoughts and uh and just get in the water and swim fast and swim good mm. i think i i have this ability of um uh, detaching myself from from anything else happening mm. and yeah mm. i think that's why i i probably could have given a, a better answer if if I would have thought for more. No, listen, self-discipline, uh, self-discipline self is underrated. I think it's the most uh, important skill for, for any successful person to have self-discipline. And then you talked about um, detachment. And it's funny that you say that because it's one of those things that separated Caesar Cielo from you know, a lot of people that I coached in terms of the success that he had. He had this ability to detach very, very well. I've talked about this many times. And I also want to thank you for breaking this world record has reignited my relationship with Caesar. And we're actually, people don't know this, but I'm telling people we're actually sitting down tomorrow and Caesar and I are going to record a podcast for the first time. So I want to thank you for bringing us together. Did you know before the 100 Freestyle in Rome that that was the venue that the 100 Freestyle was recorded at? Well, I certainly hoped so. It, if it, if I were to break it anywhere, that would have been my place of choice. Yeah, uh, I'm a little uh, not sad and not disappointed, but uh, I just would have wished I did it on the same lane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, did it on five, and mm -hmm. I lived. Uh, mm -hmm. I lived with the thought that I did it on the same lane, but then I I, I realized, wait, he did it on five. But yeah. that doesn't matter. I I love yeah. the fact that it's the same pool. Mm -hmm. And uh, the venue was absolutely full. I mean, the noise, the noise was excruciatingly good. Yeah, it yeah. was chaos. Like mm. I, I, I'm sure they, the crowd loves the Italians, but I just ripped all of the noise from their lungs and <laughs> vocal cords, and that was very, very cool. It's and like the Roman Colosseum. Yeah, it, it, it's a moment that's going to live uh, 
with me all of my life. It's one of the best moments to just to touch that wall, double check, make sure I just broke the world record. Um, and then get to see the people going haywire. 46.8, man. 46.8. It's like, oh, my God. I was going haywire. And I know sprinting. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't wrap my head around this. This is incredible. So, listen, everything you do beyond this is um, going to be uh, life-changing for everybody. You know, next time you swim best times, it's going to be fastest in history. So, that's yeah. that's fun and cool. That, that's, a, that's a cool thought, too. Every time I'm going to get a personal best, it's going to be a world record. <laughs> it's going to be the best in history. Um, Unless someone else breaks it until I manage to do so. But that's not going to be a, something I'm going to be infuriated by. It's it's a challenge. And yeah. just like the 400 we were talking earlier, I love challenges. That's right. Listen, in, in terms of challenges, last thing here, you're going to Peru uh, to compete at the World Juniors. I was talking to Nate, my producer, who, who was saying, oh, yeah, he's going there just to have fun. I'm like... He doesn't seem like the kind of kid that'll go and just have fun. But like, how are you approaching this meet? Well, it's it's definitely going to be a uh, a less stressful meet. Um, and these ones weren't stressful. It was just um, a, a, an ambition of mine of wanting to perf perform good. Uh, and in Peru, I'm sort of just going to try and make it as a bonus meet because really i achieved all of the objectives i put to myself uh, in this year so there's really nothing i i want to to make better um that's not a priority if it's gonna happen just like this world record happened it it's just gonna happen <laughs> it's mm. it's not a, a thought we go with uh, heading uh, into peru but uh i want to get there and yeah i, wa I want to have fun i want to get to see uh, South, uh, Southern America, I want to see uh, Peru, Lima. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I mean, I want to have fun. I want to eat some uh, local foods and I want to swim good. And I want to, once again, for the last time this season, enjoy the crowd and yeah. and make it big with the relay as well, uh, we hope, because we have two relays. So, so relays, and what did you say the other events were? So uh, if I'm not correct, I hope uh, I hope I'm if I'm not wrong, I hope I'm correct. It's the hundred and two hundred free, and then uh, the two one hundred relays free. It's the mixed and the man, man. Okay. Do you swim any other strokes? Like, do you compete? Would you ever compete butterfly or backstroke or yeah, probably not breaststroke? Yeah. But I I don't really understand the backstroke and uh, breaststroke. <laughs> I detest. But butterfly, uh, yeah, at one point, of course, yeah, we're gonna do it. Mm. Okay, sure. there we go. Another head-to-head -head here with uh, um, uh, who's who's a butterfly? What's his name? Uh, Chomp. Uh, what your butterfly? No, your butterfly. He he is in the hundred free as well, right? At um, Europeans, didn't he get third? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm having oh. a in the hundred free. Who got second and third in the hundred free? Uh, at the at worlds or at, at Europeans, Euro uh, juniors or no Europeans. Ah, second, uh, Milak and yeah, Milak. Yeah, right. Butterfly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Milak. I don't. I my my brain exploded too. Thank you. Everyone in the comments is like Milak, Brett. Milak. Okay, you're an idiot, Brett. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. So he races you in freestyle. You race him in butterfly. That that's gonna be good. 
down, at down one the line. Point, uh, at one point, I'd like to think, but again, no rush. Zen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zen. Okay, last thing then. Uh, I do. I said last thing, last thing, but this is the last thing. So how does a 17-year-old think to himself that he can swim 46? And what I'm saying by that is like you, you, you're thinking so big, right? And, and, and I'm thinking, how, how, do you, how do you translate that for anybody in, in life? Like to think that big, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like you're thinking, I hope to win the world championship. I hope to do that. You're thinking, I want to swim faster than anybody in history. How do you think so big? It's just an ambition of mine I've had since I was young, and it was—it's uh, something we're we're working towards since forever. I mean, it's a dream of ours to become the best in history, and look, look—it happened. But uh, we didn't plan it. Okay, let's do it in Rome. Let's do it for this Europeans. It was uh, simply—if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Go with the flow, basically. So. Uh, yeah, it's being in training and having, uh, let's say three, one thousands and just out of boredom thinking to myself, imagining and visualizing the, the world record race and then actually putting it in, into real world when, when mm. time is right. So mm. there's a lot of mental preparation, you know, mm. Yeah, it seems like you have very, very strong, vivid imagination that can can also feel very real at times then that's good oh yeah yeah well listen man hey congratulations uh thank you for all the wonderful um experiences we've had over the last couple of months as swimming fans you know the pleasure that you're giving us it's it's incredible so i thank you for that i also thank you for doing this uh, it means a great deal to me and uh, i appreciate it greatly um i i really enjoy you and your family and so so thank you for everything that you do so uh, good luck in the next few weeks. Get a few days rest and um, we'll catch will, up yeah. down the line. Yeah, pleasure talking to you and uh, thanks for reacting. Thanks for inviting and yeah. Yeah, man. Keep it up. All right. Talk soon, buddy. See ya. Yeah.